Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So what if we learn to balance the masculine and feminine within us so then there's not really a distinct difference between the brains? The thing is that you can balance them, but you will be always in that essence of a feminine. There's different, there's different, um, there's different, um, um, how do you explain that? Um, the male is more towards, they're very um, logical about their way of being. So men and women, there's never uh, uh, an an understanding on each other's... Sorry, guys. I'm going through a few stuff in my mind that is actually going too crazy. (laughs) Give me one second. I'll just quickly... Sorry, guys. I just need a moment. (sighs) What was that? day fiance need I say more I think we should just get into it joining me today is the co-host of Hollywood crime scene Rachel Fisher hello Rachel hi Kara I'm so excited to be back one of my favorite podcasts thank you so much get out of here I paid you I will be Venmoing you for that later (laughs) (laughs) what a what a treat 90 day fiance has been I mean forever 
it has been, but I mean, especially I think the past couple of weeks, it's really, really stepped it up a bit. I agree. And it's really the only, like one of the only things that's keeping me going mentally and spiritually during <laughs> these trying times is 90 day fiance. And I mean, like TLC programming continues to just like come through for me. Truly. I mean, my God, what a treat. I would tweeted earlier today that the only quarantine content in terms of like television I want is 90 day self quarantine. So I think we should just start with that. So you guys, we're going to recap the first two episodes because there was a lot of, you know, like there wasn't really an important enough important things going on for a whole episode per episode, if that makes right. sense. <laughs> so um, let's, yeah. It, okay. So let's start with Colt. It starts very kind of like, uh, uh, like kind of post-apocalyptic. A cult is like walking through a casino. Vegas is about to close, completely shut down that night. And I think we knew that Colty was a software developer, but not for slot machines, which really tracks. That was a big reveal for me because I was like, oh, wow, like his job is really over right now. Like truly, truly like, over. I'm guessing they're just like not asking him for work because I mean, truly a sign of like, the world, like how serious this is, is that all the casinos are shut down. Yeah, I mean, not if that mayor has anything to do with it for much longer, but oh, for yeah. now, in this universe, it's <laughs> um, But so Colt is like doing a workout with his trainer over the phone, and he was like, Colt seems very much like a um, conspiracy theorist light kind of like Mike was with the aliens yes so like he said that he knew that coronavirus would come here but not that the whole world would be on lockdown but like this isn't really a big adjustment for him because he's a big loser who stays at home with his mom anyway right um Debbie is living her best life I've never seen her happier I agree and I was thinking about it like who are the people that I would want to be quarantined with and I think we should definitely talk about that more later but yes. spoiler alert Debbie Colt's mom, I think I would be compatible self-quarantining with her because I am a crazy cat lady, just like Mama Debbie. <laughs> so I would, I am crazy enough that I would enjoy that deranged cat fashion show <laughs> that, that happens in their living room. So wild. They were all, all, why does he have so many outfits? They have six cats. They were all dressed in like some sort of like little house in the prairie chic outfit. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, Debbie says that, like, she's shocked about the pandemic, but honestly, like, I think if she could have done this 10 years ago and, like, had Colt in her home indefinitely, she would have done it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we only ever see Debbie in her pajamas anyway, whether or not there's a quarantine, so I don't really know what has changed much differently for her, aside from her maybe going down to the Golden Nugget Casino on Fremont Street probably once a week, you know? I don't right. really... I don't know. We never really saw Debbie having like a huge, big nightlife or social life before. No. And I, yeah, like, I think she just like, I want to make like a beef stew for my big boy and never leave the home. And like, can we talk about that butterscotch schnapps drop that they took? Oh, first of all, I've never even heard of butterscotch schnapps, but if anyone is going to be a fan of it, it's going to be Colty and Debbie. They definitely found that in, like, you know, like, in the liquor stores, they have, like, the discount bin. Oh, yeah. Like, that's where they got that from. Oh, I mean. Absolutely. Like, they're the ones <laughs> who bought that. Like, you see that and you're like, who is this for? Well, it's for Colt and Debbie. 
yeah, uh, the bottle is dusty. <laughs> I really couldn't get it off the shelves quickly enough. Oh my god! Like if that's all the liquor that was available, I would I would be completely sober. Not worth it. Yeah. So yeah, she's absolutely making Colty a big hearty beef stew. Like she's stoked because now Colty cannot leave the house, and she just is cooking for her big strong boy all the time they're watching probably like turner classic movies 24 7 together yes i mean this is debbie's dream scenario i have to say an absolute dream larissa is out of the picture colty says that he hasn't spoken to her since her third trial (laughs) um, yeah i mean that was pretty much it but yeah i mean then he got kind of creepy and was like you know the fact that Mama Debbie could possibly die makes me respect her more, which is a real dark thing to say. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's truly sick. Um, So the next couple was David and Annie. They do like toilet paper drop-offs to the rich friend Susan. They're going to the Asian market for groceries. And David brings up a good point because of like all the anti-Asian sentiment happening. Mm-hmm. He is really worried about Annie. And Annie's like, you know, I feel very comfortable in the Asian market because, you know, I'm like with my people and we're not going to have to worry about being harassed. But I thought that was really sad. It is very sad. I, yeah, I mean, and and obviously like a lot of the Asian markets, like people, like a lot of white people or whatever non-Asian people have been like, I'm sure across America, like, oh, I don't want to shop there. Oh, totally. So they're, but they're totally stocked with all this really great stuff, you know, and like everything you can get at a non-Asian market, but plus more specialty stuff that you wouldn't be able to get elsewhere. Totally. Like huge sacks of jasmine rice, which were sold out at the time, actually. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I... I mean, we see their new condo. I feel like that cameo money is being well spent. Yes. Um, it's, a, you know, a pretty cute place. Annie looks really cute. She's got a little messy bun situation going. Um, she says the first time that they moved into the apartment, she thought that the ice cubes in the refrigerator was a ghost, which was oh a delight, a real she, treat. so funny. Like, honestly? Annie, yeah, I love her. Like, drop the cookbook, sis. Like, Everything she makes looks so good. Whatever that dinner was that she made for them, I was like, I was like, that looks delicious. Yeah, it looks incredible. I mean, I would be a Batman penguin looking bitch, and I almost am, but it, I would fully be Batman looking bitch if I was eating her cooking all night. And I wouldn't <laughs> feel sorry about it. It looked delicious. It really did. I mean, they're really, I feel like, one of the most wild card couples in 90 Day Fiance history because yeah. I feel like when their season was airing, people were like grossed out by them, specifically mm-hmm. David. But ever since Pillow Talk started, people realized like, oh, they really do like each other. Like they enjoy each other's company. Yeah, like he really gets a kick out of her, and they really have managed to turn their way, turn their like perception around in a way that like I don't think I've seen on any TV show. Like if anything, yeah. it goes from worse to worse, or according, you know, if I'm gonna right. quote Real World. <laughs> yeah. People have a totally different perception of them as a couple now. And I think they're one of the most beloved couples now, today, as opposed to compared to how they were when their season was on. Yeah, like they're like almost at Lauren and Alexi level in terms right. of like people really love them. Um, yeah, it's it's a wild thing to say. So I'm I'm happy for them. 
yeah, they seem to be doing fine. They're not ripping each other's, uh, like, at each other's throats, you know, so I'm happy for them. Amy's still getting plenty of boom boom from David. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And he, you know, and you know what, David, he likes every single Instagram post. Like, it doesn't matter who posted it. You will see his little name there. He leaves a little comment. That man loves Instagram. He loves the limelight. I'm gonna skip because there's obviously one couple that I think we really need to get into. Let's do Um, it. But I'm gonna skip to Danielle for right now. Uh, Danielle of Danielle and Muhammad. Her life is so interesting to me. I feel like every house that she moves into, like, there's always one room there's like 80% painted and then they just gave up. And yes. I don't know why that is. <laughs> because she's in permanent, like, perma-fixer-upper mode in her house. It's and never, there's always, like, and, like, look, is my house, is my apartment awesome? You know, look, there are some places in my apartment that are better than others, for sure. <laughs> I'm not, like, home Miss HGTV over here. Sure. But her, whatever her living space is, it seems like it's in constant disarray. Like, it is stressing me out looking at her surroundings. Exactly. It's, like, a stressful level of, like, what, like, in between, in process, and it's, you know, it's never going to change. There's never, it's never going to be complete, ever. I don't think I've ever seen Danielle, like, content, or I don't think I've ever seen any, like, scene with her where I'm not on edge. Uh-huh. It's about, like, <laughs> the status of her life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's really going through it. There are seven people in her house, oh three grandchildren, one on the way. I mean, her, there, like, she's got two other kids that she's got to work for and, like, provide for because they both lost their jobs and they're in another house. Um, the, you know, like, one daughter is about, was going to graduate school, high school, but, like, now she can't go see her walk down the stage, and that's you know, really sad. Right. Of course, like, you know, like 80% of the women on this show, she's like a hospice care, like a home, in-home nurse for people. Right. And that's like a big deal because she's got to go through all these like, uh, you know, like situations like putting masks on and like cleaning and doing this, that, and the other to like make sure that everybody's healthy. And it's just, yeah, you're right. It's so stressful. Yeah. Like I've never, I mean, like, okay, I guess like at the super awkward wedding she was happy but even then I was like it was, Ugh, it was I wanted really- to die <laughs> yeah everyone else wanted to die I guess she was happy even though they didn't kiss at their wedding so maybe she wasn't 100% happy uh so oh yeah God. I don't know I mean I, she's riveting to watch though I will watch anything with Danielle totally but would I want to eat her cooking absolutely not Oh, hell no. Are you no. kidding me? She's <laughs> on my list of people I would least want to be quarantined with. For sure. She might be at the, yeah, second to last with that one. The, the, only, last. <laughs> the only thing that was like sort of interesting that I like kind of want to keep my eye on is that the fact that she, so she hasn't seen Muhammad in three years and now he's a truck driver, but they've been talking recently in the past month and they're working on a friendship. Sure. That to me sounds like Muhammad's worried about possibly losing his job and is like, let me go back to this idiot right? who's going to take me back if I like send her a picture of half my nipple. Like, yeah, girl, he, he needs on. to play nice. Yeah, he needs to play nice with her just so he doesn't get fucked over 
by Danielle. Miss, I'm going to deport you. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Ugh, I mean, that's, that's enough of them. Um, let's go to Elizabeth and Andre. They have been quarantined for 16 days. I got to be honest with you, Kara. Uh-huh. This is a couple that, what were they, season four? What season is this? I don't remember. I fast forwarded through so much of this, so you're going to have to lead the way, and I'll just give you my opinions on them as a couple. Okay. Well, they would definitely be at the bottom of my list of people to quarantine with because Andre- They hate each other. They hate each other, and Andre hates her more, for sure. Like, Elizabeth tries, but he's like, he tells Elizabeth not to talk to her, that it's been torture being with her. So, you know, nothing has really changed since we last checked in with them. He, like, I want to be so horny for him because he's got that, like, thick daddy body. But, like, I can't do it because he's so awful. I'm probably a white supremacist. He, oh, for sure he is. Are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> I mean, I got bad vibes from him from Jump, from when we first were introduced to him on his yeah. season. He's, like, bad, nasty energy. And he's one of those, like, pieces of shit who, like, do that, like oh, the man should, you know, and the woman should be a provider or, you know, like be in the home and blah, blah, blah. But like, he doesn't want to do a damn thing. Not a damn thing. He has no interest in having a job. He at one point is like, can we ask your dad for money because you're not working? And she's like, no. (laughs) Um, Her dad's business isn't doing well because he's like a property manager. Nobody's paying rent. Right. Um, So now she is not working as much. And so she's been like her pace keeps getting cut in half and she's worried because she's a breadwinner because Andre isn't doing anything but like buying home supplies like construction goods supplies and this piling it up in their garage in the hopes that like he's maybe going to get a job but he's not come on you're not a handyman yeah I'm actually worried about her in that house with him because he just Oh, what a nightmare. I can't even imagine having to be quarantined with him the whole time. And like, he's probably saying like just the meanest shit to her that we don't like stuff that like did not get filmed. Yeah. I don't even want to know what he's saying to her. He screamed at her for one point at one point for spending too much money on online. And basically Elizabeth is like, I'm doing everything in the home. I'm working from home. I'm caring for the child. I'm cooking. I'm cleaning. And he's not doing anything. Like, not even child rearing. He's disgusting. Yeah, I hate him. Basically, their scene ends with them almost doing a puzzle, but then going to have sex. And that's it. Oh, God. Should we um, get to the uh, hostage situation that's happening here? Please. Please. (laughs) Oh, my God. Who would have thought that Corny from season one of Before the 90 Days would have such a riveting storyline in quarantine? Holy shit. I mean, are you okay, sis? Like, what is happening? I couldn't even believe that after how embarrassing and humiliating it was for her on her season with Antonio that she even, like, she just didn't seem like the type of personality who was like, put me back on TV. But it feels like maybe she's doing it because she's trying to escape. Like, maybe if TLC gives me some money, I can, like, stay at a hotel for two weeks before I go back to my grand- my parents' house. That's like, such a good point. That's what I believe now, 100%. If she was smart enough. Doing. Because, 
because you know what? I just don't believe based on her personality, just from her, from season one of before the 90 days, that she's the type that would be like, give me more of that. That was amazing being humiliated <laughs> by Antonio in front of the whole world. And boy, did she like take that story and run and my God. Okay. So she's in Naples, Florida. She's waking up at 12 o'clock. Um, she's been with her friend and I'm using quotes in here, Andy from Germany for the past three weeks. She says she basically feels no motivation to get out of bed because she has nowhere else to be except for the couch. Um, she met Andy via email and works with him as a brand ambassador for his period cup company. Which we did some extensive research on via their Instagram page. You, me, and Amy. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Amy. All went down the rabbit hole. What a, what a creep, creep situation. Like, basically, I wonder how he... What? <laughs> like, I really want to know how this interaction first happened. Like, do you think that he found her on Instagram as, like, here's this vaguely famous person in Florida, so I'll reach out right. to her? Please be my brand ambassador. I watched you get humiliated on national TV. I would love for you to be the face of my period cup company. I mean, he's definitely, like, a, you know, like, he seems like the kind of guy who, like, seeks out the weak and takes advantage of them. Absolutely. And he definitely had the type of personality that is going to cut her hair in the middle of the night and do something. <laughs> like, that's the vibe I get from Andy. He's like Augustus Gloop who left Willy Wonka's factory and like hasn't been right since. Like, yes, there's some real sickness to him. Absolutely. They fight a lot and she is like so emotionally drained by the situation that she's trapped because she doesn't want to go home and potentially be like asymptomatic and give uh, COVID to her elderly parents. Mm -hmm. She only has two dresses with her. <laughs> <laughs> um, he Andy has like big like porn guy energy. You know what I mean? Like, like he hosts a lot of like, like, like just nights where they're just like a bunch of skeevy guys and like women who like to get jizzed on. Oh yeah. Well, we decided he has some kind of a fetish because we couldn't figure out how like a cisgender male would be like the CEO of a period cup company. And maybe we're just ignorant and that's like whatever, but like that was our first take of it. Yeah. We were, like, I just don't, we were like, why does he have, why is he the CEO of this company? Like, why is he the CEO? It's not even that he's just like a man. It's that he, it doesn't seem like he's ever seen a vagina. Oh, absolutely not. Except for, like, what he sees and, like, you know, like, he seems like he's really into fisting, like, double fisting, like, into just, like, really freaky German porn shit. That, well, that's also, after doing a deep dive on his period cup company, I, I forget the name of it. Oh, it's, like, Marula or something. Like, all the app, like, there's, like, certain posts where it's, like, why, your period cup should be sexy. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, one post where it's, like, your period cup doesn't have to be unsexy. Like, yeah, uh, there was one picture where the cup was sitting on a girl's shoulder while she was at the beach. Like, what yeah. the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and another one where the period cup was by like a bottle of champagne with like a rose. And it was supposed to be this like, you know, sexy romantic date night set up with your period cup. Gosh. It was bizarre. 
it's so so bizarre she basically there they at one point go to pick up toilet paper from one of his like shitbag friends because he's been hoarding packs of toilet paper Ugh. um in the car andy says like oh i want to meet your parents and courtney's like no <laughs> and according to her and i mean it seems very obvious that andy thinks that courtney is his girlfriend right. and he's been talking marriage they've only been together for like literally like three weeks like maybe they talked for a couple months before she came to do pictures for the period cups and like just wasn't able to leave like he i think he gaslit her into saying like you're gonna kill your parents why don't you just stay here and then she never was able to leave i honestly feel so bad for her because i feel like i've like been in this like similar shades of a similar situation like this before you know where you kind of get like like manipulated into like being in a relationship with someone and then you're like oh my god but you know usually you're not in quarantine so you can like leave if you need to leave right um <laughs> like where you just make these bad decisions and you're like and you're you stupidly are like well I don't want to hurt their feelings so you're like you don't want to leave instead of just putting your foot down and being like okay no I actually don't want to get married to you or be in a relationship with you but she like actually can't leave now because she is afraid of harming her elderly parents yeah yeah I think she should leave because like I mean look I saw the fear in Courtney's eyes when she was it was just her to the camera like mm -hmm. her alone, and she was like he thinks we're in a relationship but we're not and I've seen way too many horror movies to not think that this is gonna go down really badly I mean, this is like a Lifetime After Dark movie. Like, if they wanted to get a little bit darker with their content, this would be the perfect story to do it. It's one of the darkest things I've seen on TV in a long time. <laughs> I will say that. It's so fucking dark, Kara. It's, it's chilling. So and I can't wait for next week. Well, I don't know when we're going to get back to them next, but I, I hope it's soon. I do, too, just so we can get eyes on whether or not she's okay. Just like a wellness check. I think <laughs> everyone was concerned for Courtney. We we absolutely need some kind of welfare check for her because look i don't know a single person fan of the show who watched that and wasn't deeply concerned dark the fuck out like when they were having a conversation in the car where he was like oh i want to meet your parents she's like no and he she's like trying to be nice he's like what's wrong she's like well i just want to keep things light because you get mad at me and when you get mad you turn the camera off and then oh he turns God. the camera off and I'm like oh no <laughs> what did he do to her that is what I'm saying that was straight out of a horror movie like and then it's like a found footage horror movie that's what's going <laughs> down right now Kara I'm so I have like goosebumps just thinking about that moment in the car Ugh. she at one point is like they're back they go back to the house and she like pours a glass of champagne and I'm sure it's like 1105 at the latest <laughs> and she's like literally talking into her camera he's she's in the kitchen heading to the couch she can't be more than 10 feet away from him and she's literally whispering like i'm trying to be nice nice right now but i kind of hate him like it's so <laughs> fucked up it's, it's so, so fucked, fucked up. up he gets mad at her for trying to fix his hair on camera but then he comes back and then she's like well how are you feeling about everything like about us and he's like well i'm happy and i thought everything was going well but it doesn't seem like you know you know it doesn't seem like i know where you stand and 
And Courtney's like, you know, I feel like he tries to make an effort with these grand gestures, but then he's also like a completely abusive person who picks at everything that I do. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the thing that sucks is like, you know, they definitely have had sex at least once or twice, you know, and Courtney probably deeply regrets that. But to him, he took that as like, oh, we're in a relationship. Yeah, I mean, there definitely was probably, like, a hand job. There was, like, one sex, sexual interaction where, like, it didn't last for very long. There was a lot of just, like, sweat on his end. Ugh. A lot of just, like, lazy pumping. And he thinks they're in love. Right. He thinks that after she, like, finally was just like, okay, fine, I'll give something up to you, that he's like, okay, I'm in. This is it. We also right. should mention that the day after the episode premiered, Corny took to her Instagram <laughs> to quote unquote set the record straight. Oh my god. And this only deepened everyone's concerns. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing that the main thing that I took away from that is that she tagged Andy. And then we realized <laughs> that Andy's username is Andy Courtney on Instagram. <laughs> Could you imagine? And that, so, okay, so Courtney, for those of you who didn't see Courtney's Instagram, she posted a story that literally said, Andy is not abusing me. I, like, I get people are concerned. Thank you for your concern, but Andy is not abusing me. Like, everyone stay safe. And then she tagged him in it. And then, of course, we went to his profile, which is where we saw that not only was his handle Andy Courtney, but every single picture was of her or her and him. And that she, like, at that time, did not have a single picture of him on her social media. I don't think she does to this day have a single picture of him. I scrolled back, you know, like, from whenever they would have met, like, there is not a single picture of them together. I'm so uncomfortable. She hates this man. She <laughs> cannot stand this man. We need to save Courtney. She literally said at the end of the episode, I'm trying to stay positive, but I'm sad. Oh my God. That's devastating. Like, just trying to fight through all of this clear emotional abuse that's happening. Like, right. Hashtag save Courtney, you guys. Hashtag save Courtney. We'll, we'll, we'll have to, you know, hopefully we're going to get an update soon. I'm going to have to follow her on Instagram, I think, just because I'm, I'm so concerned for her. For sure. Oh my God. Okay. Let's get to episode two where we see Molly of Molly and Louise. Um, Molly is going through it. Her daughter, yep. Kinsley, is at home. She has cut all of Kinsley's hair. Do you, did you ever watch American, no, not American, Arrested Development? I didn't. Okay. Well, there is a, for the people who, <laughs> so not nice, but it's true. It's not her, it's not Kinsley's fault. I just want to be clear that it's not baby Kinsley's fault that her hair looks like this. But Kinsley now resembles um, one of the characters, Job, had a, um, like, a puppet from when he grew up named Franklin, and that puppet looks just like Kinsley. It's got the matching hair, and listen, when I see a compare, something that's comparable, I just have to talk about it. It's no shade to Kinsley, but well, she does look like that. Haircut. It was not a great haircut. It, I, I mean, oh my god, she looks like, 
Like if you took a cabbage patch kid and like cut all its hair, like the poor girl, why would she cut her hair like that? I don't think Molly knows how to style her, her child's hair. I, it, it seems like she doesn't, but it like, the girl's nine. At this point, you should know how to do something with this kid's hair. Yeah, it's really pathetic. It's really but very sad. Speaking of hair, Molly, Molly says, quarantine hair, don't care. <laughs> she has no nails. She, uh, you know, is like having to homeschool Kinsley and she hates it. She says she hasn't spoken to Luis in years and that basically he's now remarried and she believes that like their whole relationship was a lie and that she was basically just the way to get him to America so he can marry this woman. Right. Which is fucked. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, the, the greatest thing that we see, and I think a lot of people had questions because of pillow talk about her being with her coworker, Cynthia. Right. Like, why is Cynthia continuing to go to her house? Um, but they're still working. They're doing, like, virtual bra fittings now. Mm-hmm. Um, but their main thing now is that they're making masks out of the materials that they do for their bra shop, which is pretty cool. And she says, we have gone from boobies to faces. <laughs> um, Molly is also taken to the wine. She had a very healthy pour while trying to teach Kinsley. Yeah, her homeschool. I mean, Molly is like the epitome of wine o'clock. Oh, 100%. I mean, that was like a full bottle of like those little airplane bottles of like, you know, she's like a cupcake wine girl or like a, oh, no. like a, yeah, that, that's like a higher end for her. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that was basically the end of Molly. George, I thought was very interesting. George was very interesting and very sad. Yeah. For because, a lot of reasons. Yeah, for so many reasons, but I will say he's a skinny legend. Right he now. is a true skinny legend. Like, Mariah is shaking right now. He lost, <laughs> he lost a whole person. He said he lost 120 pounds and counting. He looks great. He um, looks amazing. He's, like, kind of cute. I mean, I'm trying to, like, remember that he was, like, a total weirdo. He, yeah. he was, like, kind of like Rob Kardashian- on the on his season with Anfisa, he was like my the exact opposite of my type. Mm-hmm. Let me just say that, like the kind of guy that is so repulsive to me, which is the status obsessed. You mm-hmm. know, let's get bottle service at the club. The person who takes a picture with someone else's Aston Martin and tries to pass it off as their own. Right, like I'm constantly renting these high end cars, and then I can only keep them for three months. Yeah. Um, and then I have to like hop to another rental place because my credit ran out and like, I, I'm not paying for it. Like he just can't keep up with his lifestyle. And right. like, he really blamed Anfisa a lot for that. And I think he still kind of does. He sort of said that, like something about what he said about why he was in jail was sort of like, I did all of this for her. Which is like, a lie. That's yeah. a lie. He was doing that before. That was his career. Yeah. That was his job. And it's also, he's the idiot for illegally transporting weed in a state where it's like. Like really- in Arizona? Like, come on, dude. Yeah, in Arizona of all places. Like, dude, you live in LA where it's pretty much legal, especially if you're white, to like sell weed. Yeah, and it was like a ton of weed. Like, bro. It was a lot. I mean, like, that was a dumbass move on his part, so I don't feel like 
he got that wasn't a situation of like the man getting him it was like him being a fucking idiot no because you know he was probably like speeding like crazy oh my god like your car smells like weed because you have like 300 pounds in the trunk and it's not even properly sealed like He's an yeah. idiot. <laughs> but yeah. So he's blaming Anfisa for that. Like yeah. I think that George is like, look, I'm I know there are like Anfisa stands out there, which I was honestly surprised because I don't like Anfisa either. Uh but I also was never a George fan just because I felt like, well, you know, this is like him dating Anfisa was truly his monkey's paw curling moment because mm-hmm. all he wanted was some hot you know, Instagram baddie looking chick right. who was from another country who, you know, didn't speak the language that well so that she could, you know, he thought she was going to be submissive to him. And he got this hot Instagram baddie bitch to come over and marry him. But the, you know, monkey's paw curling part was that she ended up being a total fucking bitch. Well, right. I mean, you know for a fact that he lied to her and was like, I'm going to give you Gucci this, Louis that, you're going to want for nothing, you're going to have the car, we're going to get the, you know, like, multi-million dollar house, and then she's like, well, where is that? Right. (laughs) And so she was sort of like an anti-hero because, like, she never made any bones about the fact that this is what she wanted. Yep. But it's like, yeah, I mean, this is what you promised her, so you can't act like she's the monster for wanting all this stuff even though she kind of is but it's like you promised it to her so that's what I mean it's like it was hard to feel sorry for him even though she was so awful and I despised her on that season just as much but like I despised both of them for different reasons I guess so it's just like I didn't feel bad for either one of them because I felt like she was irritating to me she was abusive to him you know emotionally but at the same time he treated her like a piece of meat he had no respect for her as a human being. He just wanted a bimbo that would suck his dick in his dumb, you know, rented Lamborghini or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Driving that week. Like, I, I just didn't feel bad for him. And and if he, he just, I don't know. I, I can't get down with guys like that. They're like, he's so materialistic. And I, I don't know. I feel bad. I do feel bad that he's in prison right now. And it must be really scary, especially with, you know, coronavirus happening and those like are incubators and I'm worried about every incarcerated person like for sure just like across the country like it was like this was a very depressing look at the state of like the carceral system in our country and just like like how scary it must be especially because he has so little time left like what if he got COVID like on like the last week or something and it's like fuck me so yeah yeah, basically he says he was working as like a yard maintenance crew but then they all switched over to having to clean the cells so he's like really like in the trenches having to clean these high traffic areas having to clean all of the cells every day and he's like it's scary because all these new people are coming in and it's like they don't have a way of quarantining these people or knowing if they're sick you know And that's such a tinderbox for like, you know, like, I mean, they, I mean, they don't care about these people. So it's like, it's just really, it's a nightmare situation. It's got to be like, so tense all the time. Right. I mean, it'll be interesting when he gets out. I wonder if, I mean, Anfisa, do you think she's moved on for good? For or sure. Do you, 
Yeah. I mean, because I guess you're right. Cause she proved, he proved to her that he has, he does not have the amount of money that she requires. Yeah. And it seems like she's out on her own, like, you know, pumping iron and doing the like bodybuilding circuit. And she probably right. has like a bodybuilding dude that they like go to Vegas and flex for each other. I don't know, but right. yeah. She, they, I, yeah. They eat grilled chicken like all day together. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Talk about gains and yeah, yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, like, cause I've like I sp- I've spent like hours just scrolling her Instagram before because it is riveting because it's like she's so ripped. Yeah. And it's like, wow, like that is like she she did that. She set out and she was like, I'm gonna be a bodybuilder now, and she fucking did it. And it's like that is commendable. That's great for her. Um, yeah, I mean, her body's crazy crazy and you know what she probably I think she has like fit tea sponsorships and she's yeah. probably doing all that shit too like advertising for brands for Instagram so she's like really living her best life like Jasmine wishes <laughs> truly um yeah I mean that that's basically it he says yeah. you know he plans on filing divorce when he gets out which is in a few weeks and he's not focusing on love right now and He's kind of scared about having to go back into the real world and be in quarantine. He's like, I'm going to have to be by myself, but he's happy to have whatever freedoms are going to be afforded to him by being out of jail. He really seemed humbled. I will say that. Yeah. I mean, I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, it was a different, like, I, I don't think George is a sociopath. I don't think that. I think, like, if you're going to call anyone the sociopath in the relationship, it's Amphisa because she was just so cold. Mm-hmm. I do think George is an idiot. And I think that he, uh, I think that this experience definitely, it sounded like it humbled him. And I hope he, like, gets therapy and stops trying to live, like, this baller lifestyle that he thinks is, like, going to make him happy. Yeah, it seems very much like he just got in over his head. Yeah. Trying to be, like, party boy or whatever I yeah so I hope that I mean he can't go to Vegas even if he wanted to so right out. <laughs> um so the other couples were pretty boring um yeah. we can honestly skip Matt and Allah like yeah Matt, having a baby Congrats. Matt and Allah one of the most boring couples in 90 day history I gotta say same with Alan and Kirlium so boring the only thing I will say about Alan is that that is a hard 36 is that how old he is? My he says God. He's 36, and that's today. His season Oof. his season is like six years ago or something, his first season. Good grief. He looked 50. <laughs> Truly. I, I, I remember thinking like, yeah, there was like a big difference because she was quite young, but she also had like a baby face. Yes. At the time. And she still kind of does. But yeah, yeah. I mean... Uh, the interesting things about Matt and Ala that I thought were funny was that Ala was like, get the fuck out of the house. You have to live in our RV for three oh, weeks. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. I wrote about I wrote that down that that shit was so funny. And I was, Ala is like, you know, video, video, videoing herself from her like giant sleigh bed. And she's like, hope you're having fun in your RV that smells like jizz and armpits right now. Like, I'm so sad skipping around the house. Like, this is the face of a woman who's so thrilled to have that loser out of her house. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I mean, Alan and Kirlium, I thought was interesting that he found out that somebody at the airport had stolen his, uh, his, um, 
That was really sad. His gloves. Damn, his gloves, yeah. <laughs> um, his gloves. And then Emily and Sasha. Sasha or, is still food shaming Emily. Still food shaming her for eating. He's like, what do you call those chips? Trips? Like, yeah. You call chips, Sasha. Like, calm the fuck down. Um, he. I thought it was so funny that they were like in the car because he had been sick for five days and so they thought he might have coronavirus and he's like well what do they know they haven't tested me yet like nobody's saying that you weirdo like just go to to the hospital dummy (laughs) but he was fine and then as soon as he found out he didn't have corona he's immediately doing push-ups in the living room like okay bro those abs are not gonna go away if you don't work out for two weeks calm down yeah like oh i still have my 12 pack like yeah you haven't eaten anything no right. surprise there. <laughs> he would be the most miserable person. You know what? I'm putting him on my list. He's, he's he's in the miserable to quarantine with, specifically because he would judge every quarantine struggle food that I ate. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even put him below Andre because at least with Andre, you could like get drunk and do face masks together. Like, yeah. He clearly loves to get his eyebrows tweezed. And you know. the kind of person that like doesn't want to have sex with you because he believes that he needs to save his cum for some like <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's like, I have to save it for my energy to do pushing. <laughs> You're totally right. Like he uh, would have sex from Emily for sure. Oh my god. Ugh. Do you have any other thoughts from self-quarantine? I don't. I'm just really excited to see Paul. Because I know that he's been like, I've been training for this my whole life. His whole life. His whole fucking life. So I'm excited <laughs> to see what he's up to in quarantine. I've got the penis shield on just in case <laughs> just coronavirus case. can be <laughs> transmitted through the penis. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so let's go to the latest episode of 90 Day Fiance. I, um, I think we'll start with David and Lana because that was a pretty short story. Wow. <laughs> Look. It was, did I gasp? Yes. Was I surprised? <laughs> no. But it was still riveting nonetheless. Yes. So we finally figure out who's on the other side of the door. And lo and behold, it's an old man named Anatoly who has been living in that building since 1995 and has never seen this woman that looks anybody like Lana. Right. Shocker. Shocker. Um, David's like... <laughs> Well, I'm really tired of this up and down, and I don't really understand what's happening here. <laughs> I've had hey. enough. After seven years and four times of coming to this country, now, finally, I think I'm done. <laughs> like, I mean, truly, how has this man survived on this earth for 60 years when he <sighs> acts like this? Like, I don't know how he's done it and maintained, like, you know, is he a homeowner? I think so. Or at least, like, you know? Oh my god, what did he say? He was like, I thought that we were gonna be so happy together and live in the RV, because he wants to, like, transition into RV living. Like, you really think that a smoke show in her 20s wants to live in an RV with some old man who uses Astroglide as massage gel? Like, are you kidding me? He's so stupid. He's so beyond (sighs) clueless. Like, he just doesn't know how anything works. He doesn't get it. And even after his friends repeatedly have told him specifically Ol- what's her name is it olga what's her i forget Svetlana. Yeah. whatever olga and- the other ukrainian friend of his yeah both of them the one that lives in ukraine and the one that he 
that is like married to his friend. Like they're like, hello. Right. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Like she's scamming you. This is not a real thing. Or if she's not scamming you, she sucks. Like move on. You need to move on, David. It's never gonna happen. Move like, on. I don't know. It might happen this week. <sighs> Idiot. So if but here's the thing is that like I genuinely believe that he is just a dumbass and like truly thought that he was gonna meet Lana. Unlike Yolanda. Yolanda is scamming <sighs> all of us. She's not scamming me. Well, no, <laughs> she's not scamming me, but she that's her motive. Is she wants she is scamming TLC. She's trying to scam America. Mm-hmm. Because there is no way that someone could be that dumb. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at Bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Not a chance that you hear an African accent. And think it sounds British. Come on, girl. First of all, his name is The Williams. <laughs> she didn't even try to didn't make it. Didn't even try. Like, here's the thing. I don't believe Yolanda could be this stupid, but I do believe Caesar is yes. that stupid. Like, Caesar, I don't believe was scamming us. I remember when everyone was like, oh, he's an actor. He's doing this to be whatever. Right. I'm like, no, I really do think he's that dumb. Yeah, totally. I bought, I bought that. He was sincere 100%. But Yolanda, you know, she happens to have a diet book she's promoting. She's gone on a weight loss journey. Right. And there's too much, like, stuff that, you know, frauded by TLC, I feel like, has dug up about Yolanda. Right. It, it doesn't, the things aren't adding up here. And, like, but the only thing that I'm, like, it makes me so angry to have the Watcher storyline, but the only thing that I'm enjoying is, like, watching her like try to act like she has no idea like oh what I, I don't know like you reverse image search I've never heard of that oh people hack people all the time of course he's hacking me this man that just suddenly stopped talking to me for five days like he was hacked of course this lady who this random lady called like sweet pussy or whatever her name is on Instagram reached out to me and now I know that he's really been hacked because she, this random person said it. Like, we pussy told her so. Get the hell out of here. So, her, Kara, the daughter, and now the other son that we've been introduced, like, they've had enough. And I've always been curious if, if Kara's been in on this, but I think, I don't, what do you think? 
you know what, I go back and forth, but I really think that Kara and I forget the son's name, I really feel like their reactions are genuine. They seem genuinely like devastated that their mom is appearing this stupid. I think, yeah. played, I think they're being played by their own mom. It's it definitely seems that way. And it and I'm I'm very confused like why they only seem to have these conversations on camera because like if if I thought my mom was being catfished, I wouldn't be waiting two days for production to come to like figure out what ha what happened next. Like Yeah, that's true. And I'd I would like yeah, and I would also tell my mom, I would have a heart to heart with her. I'd be like, Mom, this is humiliating. You're gonna be humiliated doing this you need to change the storyline right now yeah. and admit yeah. that you were like hoodwinked or whatever and move on and have them end your storyline and like now it's not worth it it's not worth it yeah joke to everyone across america and i want to know like from on tlc's end like who in production was like okay is this real and are we still going to continue going on with this charade like she has no idea what she's talking about because even if all that stuff hadn't come out, I would be like, mm. yeah, <laughs> you know, like what's really it's, happening here? It's a little too far-fetched. It's a little, like all of it is a little too stupid. Yeah. And how if they had never seen a picture of this guy before? Because that would have been question two for me. What does he look like? Right. Um, so basically her storyline ends on her son doing a reverse image search and we don't know what they found, but it seems like big things are going to be happening next episode. Right. Even though we know that it's some Italian model that is that guy's real image. Yeah. The <laughs> Girl, come on. It's <sighs> um, let's go yeah. to another boring couple, Stephanie and Erica. They were boring this week. I was disappointed. They were boring because <laughs> they made up with each other. Even though I feel like Stephanie still doesn't get it. No. And she's still not taking ownership for the fact that, like, she blows everything up. And Erica is an icon. I love Erica. I love her little outfits. I love that, like, Elton John sparkly fringe jacket she wore. Yes. <laughs> Very Benny and the Jets. Um, like, yeah, like, I, I love that Erica is so smart and she has everything together because at 24, I certainly did not. But, like, yeah. She definitely is like everything she says makes complete sense. And right. she is totally right. She's like, Stephanie, all of these things that you're making a big deal out of now, in terms of like me making out with some loser friend of mine, um, and like what whatever she has a problem with, she's like, you knew all of this stuff before you even came here. So like why are you making such a big deal out of it now? It's honestly stupid too, because it's like, okay. Stephanie, like, welcome to being, you know, bisexual or being in the, in the queer community, because it's like, I've dated girls who have dated friends of mine, who have dated friends of mine, like, whatever. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's not a big deal, and it's like, I'm friends with, I'm friends with a girl that I dated a long time ago or slept with a long time ago, like, and there's no weirdness of it, and like, like, I don't know, it's just like, yeah, sometimes like within your close-knit community, especially living in the outback, and I'm talking about like LA people, like this is the outback, where it's right. like, yeah, like you live in a large city, like she lives in a town of like 1500 people, like of course she's made out with her friends before. Yeah, <laughs> like it's so stupid to like not want her to have a past. Uh, yeah, exactly, and for her, Stephanie to act like this is so weird, like, 
do you yeah. have friends? <laughs> do you have friends? I really don't think she does. I think her friends are her YouTube fans. It, that must be the case because things think aren't adding up. Friends. Yeah, and and I think like you know, Erica, for as mature as she is, at the end of the day, like she probably wanted one good day of fucking filming and swallowed her pride for this little excursion mm-hmm. to the boomerang, you know, activity. And she probably was like, I'm just going to smooth things over, accept Stephanie's apology so we can have one normal day together. Totally. You know, I feel like, you know, that that's partially true for Eric. Like that's, that's my theory is that she just wanted to just not have drama at all. And so she swallowed her pride, but also that she acquiesced to Stephanie's, you know, whatever craziness that day. Like she just decided like, okay, maybe I was also a little bit wrong. Like Erica does a pretty good job of standing up for herself, but I'm sure like, I mean, it's not, it must not be easy to like, fully stand up for yourself and just bounce in the situation that she's in while they're like filming a tv show I don't know I mean how Stephanie was acting at that party was appalling and I never would have spoken to her again like same she took all of the air out of the room she made everybody so uncomfortable she literally said she had a motive it was disgusting what (laughs) like it was so weird this is a woman who does not know how to have a relationship with someone, whether it's romantic or just a friendship. Because yeah. her, it was so, like, unbel- I mean, and I, I was like, oh yeah, she's like almost 30 or she is 30. And like this type of behavior would have been messy in high school. Right. Like it doesn't, it, it's weird. It's so weird. And like, you've only had this illness for two years. So we're talking like you were 26 at the youngest you've had a lot of time to, like, get your shit together. Like, it's not an excuse for you being a monster to the person who really cares about you. Like, right. And there's lots of people living with invisible illnesses who obviously have unique struggles that, you know, we don't get all of it, who we don't suffer or deal with those illnesses. Sure. But I, I feel like she really weaponizes it in terms of how she beats Erica over the head with it and tries to manipulate her into getting what she wants. Right. She uses it that way, which is really gross to me. The other thing I want to say about the party, I know, like, look, the boomerang storyline, nothing happened. They did boomerangs. They went back to their hotel room and didn't have sex. That's basically what happened. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But I just, like, have a couple things to say about the party. And the first thing is, like, that party looked really chill. So chill. Like, and all those friends seemed like really nice people. They seemed very welcoming and, yeah, very kind. And, like, the fact that they were, like, sticking, trying to stick up for Erica in a way that wasn't, like, overly confrontational, confrontational, but also, like, bitch, calm the fuck down. Like, they were being very respectful to Erica and I think that's a real testament to like Erica and like how much they care about her right right and they were willing to like okay we're gonna support you in this thing you're doing right now in this tv show you're filming with this woman who is a little paranoid a little bit um possessive of you but we're gonna support you Mm -hmm. I mean how I was like I had secondhand embarrassment for Erica I felt so bad for her after so awful blow up it was it was a mess so yeah I mean and the other thing is like poor Erica hasn't had sex this whole time 
<laughs> she's barely even had like gotten like a kiss out of this whole situation. Like, I'm like uh, look, I know, like, like I just don't believe that Stephanie. I I don't think Stephanie is interested in fucking women. I just that's my gut feeling from all of this. It doesn't feel like it. Like Erica's a cute girl, and like I thought you were attracted to her, and like you guys have been flirting for however long, or like, supposedly flirting online. Like I don't get it. I don't get it. And if she is attracted to women, then what she's doing, in my opinion, is she is weaponizing sex. Mm -hmm. Like, she's like, I'm withholding sex from you yeah. because you're a bad girl. Which is so fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, such fun, that's such a fun thing to do to somebody. Fun thing to do to someone. <laughs> Like any of it it stinks to high heaven Gara. it truly it. truly does um they went swimming with the sharks surprise surprise stephanie and this is the only time it's actually made sense she's like this makes me nervous um yeah <laughs> I do that either i would not do that it, it would be a hard hard thing to me but thank god she did it before she was like you know what i did that for you but i was really uncomfortable you know and i just feel like you're not listening to me so thank god she shut the fuck up and did it I, um, I wish they had opened up that cage on her. Never mind. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the only big thing that happens is that, like, Stephanie or Erica wants Stephanie to meet her parents, and she plans on coming out to her parents at this dinner, at this meetup. Um, I'm sure her parents are going to be fine with it, as if they haven't figured out that their daughter is it, super fucking bisexual. Right. Right. <laughs> like, Come on, look at her. You're a literal pride flag at any given moment of the day. Yeah. Like the jig is up, girl. <laughs> um, let's go to Lisa and Usman. Lisa wishes she was Angela so bad, and she will never be Angela. She will never, ever, ever be Angela. And here's the thing about why Lisa, number one, why Lisa will never be Angela. Something I realized about Angela, for as repugnant as she is on other levels, the thing I, the one thing I respect about Angela Deem is that when she goes, travels to Nigeria, she does not make fun of the culture. She does not act like, oh, this is so hard as an American. Like she just is there and she accepts that it's different than Georgia mm -hmm. and she participates, you know, and she's like, oh, we have to buy your mom a microwave. Okay, we're gonna buy her a microwave and I'm gonna get it for like a really good price. Yeah, she doesn't act disgusted about every part of the Nigerian culture that she gets her eyes on. I mean, Angela's an ugly American, but Lisa's the ugliest American. It's really hard. I like. I can't believe Lisa did that. She did that. Like she topped Angela in terms of being an embarrassing American. <laughs> I mean, the bar was so high, and she like <laughs> rocketed over the moon on that. Like, oh my god, <laughs> she's horrible. She's so horrible. And it's also like, do you even like Usman, or do you just want somebody to like control? I mean, I believe the mom. That I believe the mom's worries when she's like, you're gonna, you're just taking him back there to be a servant yeah like i would be worried if i was that mom too he's acting she's acting like it now like right it's she's like oh man oh <laughs> so uh and i think it's interesting that they never catch her smoking even though she clearly does oh come on yeah she's absolutely <laughs> smoking her benson and hedges <laughs> off the corner oh, lisa, oh my God. there's no redeeming qualities about lisa because None. like 
even though Angela is like the same age as Lisa, at least Angela, like you could see like, okay, you could probably have a fun time with Angela. Like oh, in, between, totally. in between Angela screaming at you, you would have a really fun time. She would dance with you. She would laugh. I mean, she would, she's like, she's a good time, a good time girl. Sure. Right. Lisa is just like permanent wet blanket. Like that woman has never had fun in her life. She's probably the biggest fucking bummer to be around. She's always complaining. She, like, her, her behavior after the mosque was disgusting. How it's like, <sighs> oh, man, I prayed with your mom. Why can't I get married to you now? <laughs> and what she says, okay, so they go back for approval again with mommy which like please don't call a woman who's your peer <laughs> age peer mommy like oh please <laughs> um <laughs> so um you know there it was one and his mom are having this conversation in their language and um at one point lisa says well like i don't have time for this like we don't have time for her to like him and haw over this like bitch what yeah you can't like put like some fabric over your head and look like E.T. and expect to like get everything that you want. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> it was so insane that she thought like after one day at the mosque that immediately she could turn around and be like, okay, now do you love me and accept me as your daughter-in-law? Yeah. It's, it was, it's crazy. Yeah. Like even I know, like if I wanted to be a Jewish person, I gotta knock on that door three times before I get let in. So like, yeah, what makes like, you think that you're just gonna prance around here? Like, I mean, it, yeah, exactly. It just goes to show the level of just dis disrespect that she and had, ignorance. and ignorance for Usman and his culture and his family because she thinks like, oh, what do these people want? Okay, I'll toss them a bone, and like then I get to marry their son. Like she has no respect for integrating herself into their into their world into their life like into their homes she doesn't care about any of that she does not give a fuck about uzman she just wants her like hot nigerian man to come to america with her that's all she cares about she doesn't love him she doesn't love she doesn't respect him she doesn't like him it seems like. i don't think she likes him either I don't think she likes any, I mean, truly, like, the only good part of this episode was Uzman sat her down and was like, listen, bitch, we get married. <laughs> and this is the only time that I was like, yeah, yeah, put your male dominance on her and tell her that you're right. not going to take it. You're right. not going to take this anymore. And she acted like such a nightmare and was like, what? I would never, like, I'm not gonna listen to you, even though this is the exact same thing that I expect for you to do to me, like, exactly, <laughs> so she's such a hypocrite, and, like, she is. how does she truly not see how horrible she behaves? Right, like, I didn't even bat an eyelash when Usman was being, like, sexist to her or whatever, because I was like, ugh, like, I don't even have the energy to care. Exactly, and at least, like, if he establishes, like, maybe you guys can swing the pendulum and find some sort of balance here, in the middle but yeah it gross she's so gross the thing i don't understand is like uzman is not an unattractive man i no. don't i don't understand why he if he wants to go to america on a green card like why can't he find someone else i feel like it shouldn't be even if it's like an older woman or whatever like i feel like he could do so much better in finding a rich woman from america to scam because 
I don't know. There's so many better options for him. And boy, is he going to be disappointed when he comes to America and finds out that, like, York, Pennsylvania <laughs> is not all it's shaken up to be. And not in New York. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not New York. It's York, Pennsylvania. Oh, he's going to be so disappointed. He's going to be like, uh, I left my village for this village. Basically. For Amish town. Like, like what? The goats here aren't even as cute. What am I doing? <laughs> It's what a what a nightmare. Okay, let's get to Darcy and Tom. Oh my God, I'm Ugh. so proud of our girl. I'm so proud of our girl. Pass it up for Darcy. I mean, what a treat! What a treat for this for her to lay down her House of Eleven shoes and tell him no more, no, no more. more. <laughs> Tom is so thirsty like it is so transparent that like he just wants to be on tv and yeah. so he's just trying to come up with any idea to like get more screen time have more time with production get another free night at the time hotel mm-hmm. and he comes up with a scheme to write darcy an apology letter because he was like kind of mean by fat shaming her and asking her if she gained weight and i love that like Tom, you need to specifically tell us, like, tell us back what you said. Don't say that you were kind of mean or yeah. kind of rude. It's like, you told Darcy that she was fat. Yeah, and if you felt bad yeah. about that, you would say, what I said was completely unacceptable, and you yeah. should have said that to her face. Like, it was not okay, and I'm so sorry. Right, and you should never say that to anyone. Anyone. Ever. Especially so, somebody that you allegedly love, who you know is, like, the most insecure woman on the planet. Like, Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, you have the audacity to say that to Darcy Silva and think that that's gonna go over well. Fuck you, Tom. Fuck off. Ugh. He just wants to be on TV because he lost weight. And he's like, I need to show America that I lost weight. Right. Exactly. I just love that Darcy was not falling for it. She answers the door and she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Well, Stacey answers the door, and she's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, Stacey, that's right. Are you kidding me? But when she says, like, oh, Tom's here, she's like, oh, well, shit. Oh, shit. What did she say? It was... It was great. She was like, she's at the door, and she's like, oh, never mind. I loved Stacey, like, eavesdropping around oh the corner. Yeah. Um, Darcy's like, what do you want? <laughs> it's like, I've written you this letter, like, I just really want you to take it. She's like, no, I don't want that energy. I loved that that Stacy took the letter afterward and she ripped it up, took it to the outside garbage, <laughs> threw it out. Like that letter wasn't even worthy of being in their kitchen trash. Not She's like, even. I'm taking this outside. Like trash day is tomorrow and it's going straight out. At yeah. <laughs> She's like, we don't want that energy. I don't want that energy in my house. I, I love when Darcy says, like, I don't feel comfortable. I don't yeah, I, don't feel com- I love when she says that, too. I don't feel comfortable. Like, she uses, like, therapy talk that she thinks she learned in therapy. Oh, or in a self-help book. She's like, I'm asserting exactly how I feel right now. I don't feel comfortable. I love it, love it, love it. So, yeah, he... He leaves, and he's like every fuckboy who will hit on you, and then as soon as they get turned down, they're like, oh, well, you're a fat, ugly slut anyway. Nobody wants yes. you. Like, he's yes. a terrible person. He's awful. He's so salty and says like, oh, well, I found happiness with Shannon, this new girl that you met three weeks ago. And uh, when Darcy wakes up and she's 55 and alone, she'll only have herself to blame. What? No. Get no. out of here. 
No, because he just like showed his whole ass on television and everyone knows that he's the villain in this story now. And he's trying to save face by turning it around on Darcy and turning her into this like sad old crazy single spinster. Mm -hmm. When it's like, no, Darcy actually like, show, you know, had guts this episode and she was the one that came out looking good. And you came out looking like a pathetic worm, like you just continue to do. Like she looked like, you know, the hot one in this situation. Completely. And she, you know, basically says, you know, he should have told me all this months ago, but like really what she's saying and she can't say is that like, you've been ignoring me and now the cameras are up. You want to have me back. And like, I'm not accepting that. Thank God that she like realized that. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I really hope that this is a turning point for Darcy Silva. I mean, yes, would I like more drama of her on 90 Day Fiance? Of course. Um, I just hope that it's like even a little bit of a turning point for her because I want good things for her. I do too. I really, I want the world for her and Annika and Aspen and oh I, I wish her all the best. Yeah, I hope, I hope Annika and Aspen get brand sponsorship deals with Instagram. <laughs> I hope the whole Silver family is thriving. They're all on Cameo at this point, so. Good for them. I mean, I really, <laughs> like, I really feel like Darcy Silva is the kind of person, like, I feel like I could be friends with her. Yeah, like, we couldn't really talk about much, but, like, I would, you know, like, we could go shopping together, maybe. Yeah, like, I'd want to get injections with her, or I'd want, <laughs> like, obviously not the kind of injections that she's getting, but I would, like, want to do stuff like that with her, or, like, have her give me the tea on, like, a new, like, laser facial, you know? Right. She can point me in the direction of, like, what military jacket looks best on me because I'm in the market for one and yeah we could have a great time um I believe that Tom all along probably wanted to have a storyline with Shannon but he probably knew that unless he wrapped it up with Darcy he probably couldn't have that yeah and isn't Shannon from England I have no idea he said they met each other in Milan at Milan Fashion Week well, it's not going to work because their visa system is different than, it's not the K-1 visa probably, right? Like, Right. So it's not the same show. Fucking go pitch to some other network, you idiot. <laughs> Truly. Um, yeah, at best he deserves like a web series for like TLC Go on the TLC right. Go app. Like that's yeah. it. Right. Um, okay, let's get to... Uh, Ed and Rosemary. Oh my god. Oh <laughs> lord. Wow. I, they're so exhausting, but it's not Rosemary's fault. It's Ed. No. It's completely Ed. They go off on vacation. They leave poor little Prince behind again. Um, they go to the hotel. Ed gives Rose all his presents, which are a bikini, a teddy, a lingerie, and a toothbrush, a toothpaste, and some mouthwash. Why? Yeah. He's a horrible person. He's a horrible person. And this is beyond the bad breath stuff, which we're going to talk about. I just want to say that there is a type of man, and this is Ed, where he gives things and gives presents yes. or does things because he wants something back from it. He's not doing it out of the goodness of his heart. 
he's all of, if you notice all of the shit that he buys Rose is for his benefit, like sexy lingerie or sexy pajamas yep. or bathing suits. He's not getting her like, oh, I got you a, like a stereo or whatever, like so you can listen to music or I got you this book you really like or a book I think you'd like. Like he's yeah. getting her stuff that's for his benefit. That's exactly what I wrote down is that like he never can like just give her a nice thing and let it be it either. It's like he always does something nice, but he has to drop a bomb on her and he does this every single time and we'll get into that later. But this like... The fact that, like, why can he not tell her about her breath off camera? Humiliating. So embarrassing. Like, what? He genuinely seems clueless. He's like, no, I just care about your health. But, like, your breath is not very pretty. And blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she's like, well, it's not my breath. It's, I have a stomach ulcer. You monster. He has no tact. And he also talks to Rose like she's a child and it makes it mm -hmm. even more creepy. Like it's infuriating to watch him talk to her. Like he can't just talk to her like an adult. And then it begs the question, of course, it's like, so you really are just doing some weird sex tourism and you are treating her like an underage girl right now. Completely. Like every time he talks to her, he looks at, he looks her like directly in the eyes. Like you're a three-year-old. Like, yes. Like, she can't understand English. Like, her English is perfectly fine. She knows what you're saying. Like, you don't have to talk to her like she's a dummy. Yeah. He's so disrespectful to her. He's so infantilizing to her. And it's really gross to watch. And, like, I mean, it's no, no surprise that Ed, Big Ed, has crossed over from, you know, 90 Day Fiance fandom to, like, the real online world because he's become a meme because he's so disgusting. And Rose has, because she's disgusted by him. Yes, her faces <laughs> are legendary. Like, I wish I could pull off those disgusted faces like she does. Like, I'm in awe. Like, <laughs> gifts for the next century. I saw my niece on Facebook post a, a meme of her, like, just yesterday. And I know she does not watch any day fiance. She's, like, 18. She, I mean, it's, it's incredible. It, I mean, she's really, like, a superstar. Yeah. Um... So she is clearly, like, really mad and embarrassed that he would bring this up, and so she wants to punch him. <laughs> she walks to the bathroom, and he's like, I love you, I love you, and she's like, you're ugly in Tagalog, <laughs> which is iconic. I fucking love that so much. It was so amazing. I love that he was like, I don't know what I love you is in Tagalog. I hope she's saying I love you back. <laughs> it's like, you know she's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was so the great. that's so infuriating about Ed is he's doing that thing where he's trying to be in on the joke now. Mm -hmm. Where he's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I'm a monster. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I'm funny. I'm a meme. Like, it's like, no, you're fucking disgusting and you're trash and it's not cute. Nobody thinks you and that mayonnaise hair, like stuck up in every direction when you wake up is cute. Like, <laughs> sir, get with the program. He really is the Mucinix monster. <laughs> that fucking killed me. And then Amy called him Ed and Shoulders, which killed me. Oh, my oh God. My God. God. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my God. So they go to, he takes her on an ex excursion to like some sort of like monkey, wild monkey island, which would have been a dream for me. Me too. I love monkeys. Ugh. And it was a dream for Rosemary, but of course he brings his little, like, I don't know why he brings these, like, 
like bags, like plastic bags for his shoes, I think. But you're not supposed to have anything on your person when you see those monkeys because they like take it off of you. Yeah, like obviously if you have something like that is a bright color and it's sticking out of your bag, they're gonna take it. Like, what are you dumb? And he's like, they took my banana. Like, yeah, dummy, they're monkeys. Why did he bring a fucking banana there? <laughs> what was he thinking? That is the last thing you bring to a monkey sanctuary. It's like, am I gonna go in the ocean with open cans of tuna on my body? Like, no, <laughs> stupid. Like, what is he thinking? He gets so freaked out. He's like, I don't like the monkeys anymore. <laughs> that was amazing that he was so excited and then they attacked him like yeah they you idiot you brought a banana and they absolutely smell the mayonnaise in your hair <laughs> he's so stupid oh my god okay so then later in the episode he plans his like poolside dinner which really isn't that romantic because no. it was you know like, what it was like it was like a sandals resort poolside yeah dinner. Situation. And they only shut down half the pool because when they did like a pullback, you can see the people were swimming in the other half of the pool. Like, so not romantic. He's like, wow, this is amazing. And there's like some dude from Australia, like with a beer. <laughs> like, you couldn't go out on the beach. Like, hello. It was very weird. But yeah, he says that he wants to do something nice. And this is where I have to come back. Like, everything, every nice thing that he does to her is like, mired in like some sort of drama like thing that he has to tell her they had yep. dinner and then he wants us to be like hey are you a slut you need an std test oh i'm gonna massage your legs but then also call you a hairy bitch oh you know like here's the latest from the crest line you stinky breast idiot like he nothing he does is just completely kind and to be nice to her it's psychotic he always wants something from her afterwards and he always has to cut her down he's like a classic guy who needs to neg a woman to get what he wants to manipulate her into feeling like she needs him yeah he's like a he's not unlike lisa in that way but like yeah. he i mean at least she gets some like fresh nails out of it oh my yeah. god yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah he this fucking dinner where he says to her at the beginning of the dinner he gives her like a preview He's like, I'm going to drop a bomb on you after we eat. <laughs> Let's eat first. Like, Let's no. <laughs> like, are you, are you kidding? Like, come on, bro. I would be fucking furious. I would have, first of all, my blood sugar would have been low because they, like, probably hadn't eaten in a few hours. So, like, if that was me in that situation, I'd be like, you're going to tell me that you're going to drop a bomb on me after we eat and but you're gonna give me the preview of it now and now i have to sit through dinner knowing that you're gonna say something awful to me yeah like i would completely lose my appetite and just be like i there's truly nothing i can't stand more than like people who like tease something and then be like oh, oh i'll tell you it's so annoying don't do so that rude. Don't, don't ever do that, do that. <laughs> it's so especially, annoying especially when i'm hungry and haven't eaten anything i would have thrown something at him like <laughs> tell she was pissed based on her leg shaking yeah it was amazing i would throw him in the pool I, yeah i think <laughs> i think they tried to like show the leg shaking as like oh is she telling the truth or not but like i think she was just like annoyed and I like pissed off i would have been i would have felt some type of way too like if you were like oh um my your sister asked me for money like that would make me nervous too here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. I wouldn't feel great either. Um, so he was like, um, so is this something that you guys plan together? She's like, what? Excuse me. Like, no. Yeah. And then he asked, which I thought was a strange question. He was like, but why would she tell me not to tell you? She's like, well, I, why would she know the answer to that? Like, yeah, that seems like a perfect reason as why she wouldn't know that that's not a reason that Rose would be in on it. That Maria exactly. told you not to tell her. Like that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, if she didn't know, she didn't know clearly. Right. <laughs> so why would she have the answer as to why Maria told you nothing? It, it was very weird. Um, he just, but he doesn't respect her at all. At all. At all. And now, so like, finally, he doesn't have anything else to complain about her. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, oh, you know, like, what do you want for a future? Um, and she's like, oh, you know, like, I want to live with you and I want to have two more kids. Something, again, much like Stephanie and Erica, he knew before he even got to the Philippines. Yep. So, and that's like a big deal. Like, you don't just, like, if people don't agree on whether or not they want to have children, that's not something that you say at the last minute. Right. You talk about that throughout your relationship, or you talk about that from jump, if you're, like, on Match.com looking for something serious, you know? Yeah, and if you're setting the appointments to get a vasectomy, and you know that she wants to have kids, that means you guys don't get together. Like, sorry, but you, she's 23, (laughs) you know, like, come on, like, you're expecting to live the rest of your life, you know, the next, you know, 20 years, maybe, and, like, by the time you're dead, let's say he lives 20 more years and she's 43 and then she can't have kids. So, right. you know, that's, it's so unfair to her. Mm-hmm. He but, wasted her time all those years then. Yeah. And, and you, I have a question about what you think about a theory uh, posed on the podcast 90 Day Cray Cray uh, or 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. They, uh, they hypothesize that Ed doesn't want to bring Rose back at all. And that's why he's dropping all these bombs on her, specifically the I don't want kids things, because he just wanted a sex trip, basically. That could be true. And I think that there's also like a victim thing to him. Like, I Mm -hmm. wonder if he's like creating all these problems so that he ends up looking like the sympathetic guy who's like, oh, I've dedicated my whole life to my child. And now that I'm putting myself out there, you know, I'm so in love with this woman and, you know, she's going to break my heart. Like, that could make sense to me too. Right. So he could get like some San Diego ass later, maybe. 
And yeah. Like, oh, I'm just a single dad. I'm just looking for love. Like, why can't I find love? Like, yeah, me and Teddy and my best friend have been alone. And yeah, I, oh, oh, he really hurts me. He sucks. He really <sighs> lost all goodwill. Right? Like, didn't we all really like him in the beginning? Everyone stand him in episode one, and then it took a sharp turn. As soon as he got to the Philippines, it was over. Over. Oh, my God. Uh, so we move on to, like, the most explosive. Yeah, the, they're our last couple. Wow, okay. wow, 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 wow. So great. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so happy we can talk about this now. Oh, my God. Okay, so Ash is holding a seminar called Finding Mr. Right for a crowded room of seven plus Avery. <laughs> These women are clearly way smarter than him. And Ash is like, oh my God, he just ruins it just from the beginning. Like, I could not believe it. Well, I could believe the things that were coming out of his mouth, but like, I, what? He is so... This <laughs> beyond everything him saying being completely misogynistic and just like backwards it was also just really stupid so like, stupid it was like he just searched for like self-help memes yeah it like he watched like maybe two hours of like the pickup artist and was like this feels right i just cannot believe that this man is allegedly gets paid to be a relationship coach because it sounded like you you I could have done this and I don't know what I'm talking about yeah like I, like I could have made shit up better than this like he he wasn't even prepared remotely to spew his bullshit like he was unprepared in spewing all of this shit I was I have such a low tolerance for like secondhand embarrassment like I have a really hard time watching it but this I was like savoring every morsel of him being utterly humiliated it yeah. was like what a treat so he's yeah he goes on saying like women have a lot of things going on on their mind and that men are so different and that men have something in their brain calling nothing bumps and that's why men can go fishing for five or six hours at a time what it made no sense it made <laughs> no fucking sense and it's like but the fishing analogy was so weird. Like, Ashley, don't go fishing, okay? He's not the man who goes fishing. The no. skinny jeans do not fare well in a little <laughs> bunny out in, on the lake, okay? Truly. <laughs> um, the best part about that sequence was, was that he's doing, he's, like, giving this horrible analogy about how women basically have these crazy brains that are scrambled full of crazy lady shit. And that men are very serene and calm and zen all the time. And that's why, um, you know, they're the masters of the universe, essentially. And then it shows the audience and he sees the audience's reaction. And they're like, what? And that's when Ash completely, like, gets the error message. <laughs> you know, his brain has the error message. And it's like, oh, okay. Uh, he does, like, the algebra lady thing. Trying to compute all the time. He gets completely felled by a simple question, which is, don't you think that we all have masculine and feminine qualities in us? And he was like, what? Um. <laughs> <laughs> he completely derails him. He cannot, he doesn't even know how to answer that. He can't even come up with a bullshit response for that question. Rachel, when he went to go look at his phone, I 
almost passed out. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like, when he was like, hold on, I'll be right back. My brain is overloading right now. <laughs> what a treat. I, I feel the same way as you in that I have, a, like, I can't watch secondhand embarrassment, but this I could have watched. This made the three hour episode worth it. It could have been three hours and I would have <laughs> loved it. I, I wish I was at that seminar. I wish I was there. Uh, it would have been the favorite time of my whole life. Um, yeah. <laughs> here, it's like, oh, you know, I'm thinking about all these things at once, which, like, is that your feminine brain thinking about that? Um, and then he runs out of the room. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, my God. Like, you could not have written that better. Like, it was a total Michael Scott moment. Like, yes. Oh, my God. It was so great. Avery is like, what the fuck is happening? She follows him. I have never seen a woman look more humiliated in her <laughs> life than the look on Avery's face of just, oh my God, my pussy will never get wet for this person ever again. And I've truly given Avery such a hard time for like hounding him and being like, the like, okay, like I concede. You're totally right, girl. Like, Avery's, yeah. I didn't like Ash to begin with, but now I'm like, oh, okay, this is what she's being. Right. These and are the now concerns, I see, yeah. Now I understand. Like, I can see it. Okay, I get why you guys broke up twice in nine months of dating. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Hello. Like, if this isn't the final red flag for Avery, then I've lost all faith in her as a person. Because, totally. Like, this should be the final straw for you. If you've broken up with someone twice in nine months, that's already a major red flag. But this, having to witness this, first of all, I wouldn't ever be able to fuck someone after witnessing them doing this. <laughs> like, I could never get horny for this person again. Ever, ever, ever. So she's like, okay, just talk about the five love languages. Just like, chill the fuck out and, and just spew some bullshit. I mean, we right. all know about the five love languages, but like, whatever. Yeah. Um, so he goes back in and he kind of gets back on track, but then he was like, no, women have to figure out what men's love language is because they're feminine and, and they're more tapped into that. And, um, if you are attracted to people who are similar to you, it's like a total, like men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And like, if you like somebody who's similar to you, then you're only attracting a friend, not a life, like a romantic partner. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> a piece of bullshit. Okay. It's so, like, you, don't, I mean, you don't have to like everything that your partner likes or be into everything, but like, it is not uncommon for you guys to share things that you And a lot of things. And it's not traits. weird. Like, if you guys have a lot of things in common, like, don't you want to be friends with your romantic but like and so one of the girls was like well I did have a boyfriend who was similar to me in a lot of ways and we had a very sexual relationship and he goes no <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean no <laughs> yeah. when he said no it was fucking amazing <laughs> he couldn't even come up with a response to that it was like it wasn't even like he was saying it to her it was like he was saying it out loud to the universe like no this can't be happening right now <laughs> Oh my god. And then he talks about like, you know, your grandmothers were really quite happy being at the home cooking and cleaning and, and the men knew what to do and they were the providers and like and so they're like, So do you want me to be my grandma? Like my grandma? And he's like, No, no. They're like, okay, well what the fuck are you saying then? Like, bro. I don't know how he managed to make it 
even worse after he had his little pep talk with Avery in the other room after he had his meltdown. Yeah. I don't know how he managed. It was like he was trying to sabotage it on purpose, but he wasn't because he's that arrogant and that egotistical. But I couldn't believe what I was hearing. It was like, it wasn't offensive because it was so funny. It was so stupid. Right. Like you couldn't even be mad at him because yeah, it was just so idiotic and like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, but I also feel like Avery, how did you not, I mean, she must've just been so digmatized by him to not look like pick up on little things he said about women to her. Mm-hmm. I really feel like Avery has been painting every single red flag white for the past nine months they've been dating or talking totally. to each other. Like, I, I really think this was like the big wake up call. I, I think she needed to see other women's reactions to him to finally mm-hmm. get it. Yeah, yeah. And I loved her being like, if these are his views, these are not my views at all. And like, yeah, it is weird that she hasn't picked up on that because he, it seems like we saw clips of him, like, you know, talking to Instagram about like, you know, his like, you know, spatting his bullshit before. So it's like, what was he showing on Instagram that she was not, what wasn't clicking for her? Right, because I feel like it's easy to pick up on certain language that men use where you can tell like, oh, they have weird outdated views about gender roles or, you know, like I feel Uh like a savvy woman can pick up on that stuff, but I do, that's why I think she's digmatized. I don't think Avery's stupid. I think she just was like ignoring every single red flag. Completely. And I think another red flag is the fact that, like, he doesn't seem to be willing to admit to his clients that he has a girlfriend. Because to me, like, if I'm going to go to a relationship expert, I want somebody who's in a healthy relationship. Not not somebody who's denying the fact that they're even talking to somebody. Yeah. And even just the way that he talks to her when they're having an argument, it shows, like, he's so combative with her. It's like, why would I ever take relationship advice from you? Completely, like, she rightfully challenged him on the fact that he completely had, like, a Chernobyl moment in this conference room. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, do you pick up on the fact that, like, maybe you weren't right, that people were having points on the fact that you were spouting bullshit? Like, what, do you get it? And he was like, like, so defensive, and so, like, she did kind of come at him a little bit hard, because you could tell that he was getting defensive. I mean, at this point, for me, I would have been done, and it wouldn't have really mattered, but, like, she, the fact that he, like, he just completely clammed up, and he said something like, ah, what did he say? He said, I feel like sometimes Avery wants me to say that I'm wrong, but the thing is, I'm not. (laughs) Incredible, just incredible. Like, (sighs) There is nothing, like, less sexy to me than someone who can never admit they're wrong about anything. Like, this is a guy, like, just for, like, he will never, even about something trivial, he won't admit that he's wrong about it. He is always right, and he always knows better, and you know he does not respect Avery as a person just in terms of, like, he probably thinks, oh, she's stupid. Yeah, totally. And, like, the worst thing about it is that, like, he doesn't even go full assholes. You can just be like, okay. He'll say these things like, I hear you, and I understand your concern. But, like... <laughs> but, like He's belittling. 
yeah, it's so, so annoying. And yeah, totally, totally belittling. Ugh, oh my God, what a treat. I honestly felt like some of the best television ever. And this is why I feel like people who have, you know, rightfully circulated Big Ed as a meme, but still won't watch 90 Day Fiance, like you're playing yourself. Hard. Fucking playing yourself. Because this is, just reminds me, this, this episode reminded me of what a brilliant television show this is and like how much entertainment it's provided me over the years. And you know what, TLC did a great job by like presenting us with this three hour episode with no warning whatsoever, but it also was like the best episode out of the whole season. It was the best one of the whole season because there, there have been some episodes that have really dragged in my opinion. And I don't think that's like an unusual opinion uh, from yeah. fans, but this one had all the it had all the surprises. It was great. And like, I'm so happy that we got to have this in quarantine. We've all, we've all been going nuts that we've had this like amazing escapist program on TV right now. Unbelievable. Do you have any final thoughts for the episode? Um, well, I am really sad that there won't be a tell-all this season because I would like to see some of the other cast members interact with each other. Mm -hmm. But um, no, I don't really have any other thoughts. Just that this episode, like, it was so fun to watch. Oh my God, it was so fun. And I'm excited to see what happens next week. Completely, completely. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for coming on and talking to me about this. Thank you. It's such a privilege to come on your show and talk about 90 Day Fiance. Like, seriously, I love, I love your podcast. I love you. Oh. And what a fun time. I love you too. Tell people where they can find you. You can find my true crime podcast called Hollywood Crime Scene. And that's anywhere you listen to podcasts. Love it. A great, great podcast, you guys. <sighs> okay. You guys, thank you so much. Thank you, Rachel. I will catch you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Stop recording.